guy here. The Viz Pachem Parabellum, which is, if you want peace, prepare for war, i.e. fight for what you hold dear, like music, which on the low front might be a broken wasteland at the moment, but will be fine again soon enough with the right remedy. And when your heart begins to beg for it, watch out, because it is dangerous, and you couldn't fake it even if you tried. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you, John the Drummer, from US multi-platinum selling rockers, Seether. How are you, John? I'm great. I'm great. I love that intro. Thank it's you. Awesome. Love the use of the song titles. Oh, I'm glad you like it because yeah, that is my that is my uh, personal little goal in every interview to uh, blow people away with my intros. I do love them. So, <laughs> okay, well, well done. Exciting, exciting times for uh, rock fans at the moment. Because on August 28, you're releasing your new album, which I featured the title in, at the start of my intro, which is Civis Pachem Parabellum, which people is Latin for, if you want peace, prepare for war. So, and as I said, it comes out August 28, which here in Australia is actually tomorrow from when I'm speaking to you. So very exciting stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I read that, that I read. I love this quote about the album. That I read, it's a primal mix of euphoric, uh, a primal mix of euphoria and misery. And also, uh, one of you guys said these songs are are um, carefully crafted to uh, nestle in your ear like a velvet rabbit holding a switchblade. I absolutely love that. Oh, that is the best quote ever. Yes. Yep. So. Yes, that's a definitely, yep. yeah, Sean's description of the album for sure. Ah. Yeah, I mean, the band, the songs have that, uh, you know, aggressive, uh, not all of them, but uh, definitely we start off the album dead and done with an with a aggressive sort of intro. And uh, but the band, you know, and the music also has a melodic side to it. Uh, I mean, Sean's lyrics have always had a depth to them, and then uh, with a lot of melody, very melodic. And uh, you could call them, you know, hard rock lullabies as well. You know, yeah. just, I, I feel like Sean's very good at crafting great melodies and hooks. Um, and and the the album encompasses, you know. Everything Seether is, is known for, that, that guitar-driven, hard rock, uh, you know, aggressive side, as well as that, you know, atmospheric, uh, you know, melodic, uh, yeah. bringing it down a bit sort of moments as well. And we'll, anytime we put together an album, in this case, 13 tracks, you try to think of the album as an entire piece, a cohesive piece, and mm. you want to take the listener on a journey. Uh, from beginning to end, and yeah. um, we have this album will be available on vinyl, mm. and uh, anyone who listens and collects vinyl like I do, oh, I'm a little OCD definitely about me. it, and I like to start with side one, track one, and I like to listen to it in order as intended, because we put the songs, the track listing in a certain order for that very, you know, for for that reason. Oh, that's perfect, because, yeah, I absolutely love vinyls, too. Especially, as you said, when you come across an album where you uh, you really 
it's really obvious that a band like yourselves have put effort into making a, a journey album that's intended to be listened from start to finish, where, you know, you don't feel the need to kind of skip any tracks or anything. So the, uh, that is absolutely perfect and perfectly characterises the album because I've been listening to it the past couple of days and I have not felt any inclination to skip any tracks. So spot on there. Well done. So, Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Obviously, we select certain songs to be singles, yeah. and uh, they have their, their purpose and their intent. But uh, when we put together an album, we, we'd like to think of it you know, an album in its entirety. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So what is the inspiration behind the album as a whole, and particularly the album title? Because the album title is quite fitting for what the world's going through with the pandemic this year. So the whole, you know, if you want peace, prepare for war, which is perfect for 2020. So what is the inspiration behind this album title and how does it kind of suit the album? Yeah, I think you nailed it right on the head. It it really is a a fitting title uh, for exactly what we're going through now. And like yeah. I said before, Sean has, you know, his lyrics, they have depth to them. And mm. he, he sometimes leaves them, they could be open-ended a bit so that the listener, maybe it'll, a situation uh, would apply to themselves or they could find themselves in, in, in that same situation. I think Sean sings about the human condition and things that we all go through. Mm. And it's a crazy time right now, and we're definitely all experiencing that. And... Uh, uh, Sean decided to use that Latin phrase as the title, and I, I think uh, it, it, genius to use it, oh, I, and definitely. I think very fitting. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so y- this is your eighth studio album uh, with you, uh, for Seether. So what would you say is different on this album from the previous seven albums? Like, is there any musical or lyrical change with this album? I think, uh, to me, the music, I think, uh, if, if you've been with us since the beginning of the band's career, you, you definitely hear and can see a, a, an evolution musically across the albums. And certainly with this one, I think there's definitely a growth there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Sean produced this album like he produced Poison yep. uh, as well, the album prior, Poison the Parish, and he's produced this one again, which we've worked with some amazing producers in the past, and it's always you know, we've learned a lot and it's always good to have that objective opinion, but you have that, you know, that again, that outside opinion. And with Sean producing, we don't have to compromise our sound, our vision. The songs can be fully realized as Sean intended them to be the way he heard them in his head when he, you know, from the building of the demos to, to getting the band in the studio. He's, he's a great producer and, and uh, you know, it's fun to work with and, um. Yeah, in the producer role, uh, you know, songwriting role. I know I'm in a band with the guy. I always say this. I'm in the band with the guy, but he very talented guy, and it's an honor to to back him up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I can imagine it is. Yeah. I mean, I I'd love to be in your shoes. I tell you that. Not that I can play the drums, yeah. but you know, still, I'd give it a go. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so more exciting news for rock fans, because 
Uh, on August 31st, uh, at the crack of dawn here in Australia, but I can imagine it's night time for you guys when it happens, you've announced uh, the first ever um, fully online live stream, epic live stream uh, concert, full production, multi-camera production called Locked and Live to celebrate the release of your new album. So, you guys, apparently, I haven't seen you live, unfortunately, but apparently you're notoriously energetic, and that kind of made me think, ooh, this is going to be interesting, because I'm going to play the devil's advocate here a little bit, and, you know, people often say, oh, you know, these online gigs just don't cut it, they're not the same as a real gig, Uh, and, you know, so... I know that um, a lot of bands feed off the energy from the audience, and you guys being a notoriously energetic band, how's that kind of going to reflect when it's online and you don't have a crowd to feed off? That's a great, that's a great point. I mean, yes, it, it, it is harder. Uh, we, we definitely feed off the energy of a crowd, of a live audience. Uh, and, and they, they give back. And so when you, you, you know, you do a song and we're, we're in rehearsal now, which I have to say, we haven't been together in months, at least since the making of the album. So to at least be in the same rehearsal space and playing music and doing what this band does, I'm very grateful even for that. Trust me, after mm. all of this, this year, I'll never take it for granted again. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're getting prepared for this, this live performance and it will be different. Uh, without having a crowd there. But uh, as you pointed out, we have like 11 different cameras. Wow. We've got full production and lights. And, you know, if somebody's going to spend some money to, to watch, you know, their favorite band, uh, we want to give them their money's worth. And, yeah, yeah we're not going to be set up in a re- you know, rehearsal space or our bedroom. We're going to be, you know, uh, in, front, in front of cameras. Yeah. Very Can you nice. hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Very and in in full lights, like a, yeah, full lights and production. So Ooh. very important, and and yeah, very nice. Okay, so yeah, that that um, yeah, that that sounds like you're going to do a bloody good job at bridging the gap between online gig and uh, you know, real life. So. Yeah, I might uh, see if I can scrape a through a, a few dollars together to be a part of this. Because, yeah, I'm keen. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And we have different tiers. There's, uh, you know, you pay for, you can just do a ticket. And then we have another one, a bundle, mm-hmm. which uh, the proceeds of that go to our crew. Ooh. And uh, as you may know, there's a, we have a crew family that takes care of us. Yeah. Techs and, and sound engineers and lighting engineers that... Uh, work for other bands when our band is on break and we were supposed to be like many other bands out on tour right now which we cannot yeah. be and these guys depend on it for their livelihood and uh so there's a bundle that uh if you so choose you can um a, a, par- a portion of that proceed will go to to the crew Ooh, fantastic very worthy cause okay so 
you guys, for the better part of 20 years, have remained a household name for all rock fans, despite, uh, you know, Sean going into rehab, um, you know, in the early 2000s, and, you know, the changing music scene like a riptide. Uh, so, how have you kind of... Um, you know, tackled these challenges and overcome them all despite these, the, you know, the growing odds. How have you remained a notorious rock band? <laughs> I'm not too sure how notorious we are, but, but we're definitely a hardworking rock band. Mm. And uh, we, I feel like we have, uh, we've toured, uh, and we, we love to tour. I mean, we're, we're musicians, uh, and that's what we do. We play music and, uh, it's fun to make albums. I enjoy the creative process, but I love being on the road and, and playing shows and, and meeting fans all over the world and making fans. And I think Cedar did it the old school way, which is we played, we opened for everyone. We've toured and played all over the world several times. And, um, we just, you know, we appreciate all the support from radio, uh, that we've gotten over the years and uh, very grateful for that. But, uh, I feel like we've, we've earned a lot of our fans by our live show and our live, you know, live show yeah. reputation. Yeah. We, 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 you know, we don't use, we don't use backing tracks. The band is live and it's the guys up there on stage, you know, Bad notes and all, if they happen, it, it is for real, and and that's how we like it. Nice. And I think the band's earned a reputation and built built its fan base by just putting in the work, man, and uh, and and doing what the band does best. Yeah, perfect. Nice. Okay. Well, now I reckon it's time we get exclusive, John. Just me and you, and all of the listeners, of course. So, what would be an exclusive fun fact about yourself that you think fans will find interesting? I think one might be that I am a huge Kiss fan and Kiss Ooh. collector. Very, very cool. Was, uh, I loved this band when I was a kid. I, saw, I remember seeing the movie on TV when I was a, a little one. And uh, I had the baseball cards, their trading oh. cards, before I even you know, had my first record. Ooh. They were also my first concert and uh, fell in love with that band from an early age. It was really, you know, they made me want to do this, to, to, to go after my dream of playing music. That band really did it for me. And that love for that band never faded. And so as I grew up, and at least hopefully grew up, <laughs> and uh, became an hope. adult, I, I can, I, I continue, exactly, I continue to to collect, and I, yeah. I have a huge collection. I uh, especially love the 70s, uh, late 70s memorabilia, and uh, speaking with you, uh, their 1980 Australian tour when they were so big over there, and uh, I have quite a few items from that era, from that tour, Ooh. and uh, I, I just a uh, big Kiss fan, so anyone doesn't really know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Kiss collector. Very nice. Have you still got those bubblegum cards? Those baseball cards, I should say. Sorry. I do. I still have the very same ones I had as a kid, and uh, I also have uh, a box of them still sealed uh, in their wrappers with, uh, I guess it would be almost, you know, 45-year-old bubblegum 
So I'm sure it wouldn't taste very good. <laughs> wow, they would be worth a fortune. Oh, that's incredible. I'm a collector too, so I can appreciate that. And the collector in me is going, oh, I want it so much. Oh, but <laughs> anyway. Okay, well, now it's time for my favorite question of all. That's right, people. It's what the F time. Well, I'm not a crook. So, John, <laughs> you must have some pretty epic moments on your music career, I'm sure. But what's the one that really takes the cake as being hilarious, priceless, what the F, and do not hold back? Okay. Well, one moment for me, which is a little embarrassing to tell now after all these years, uh, is the first time I met Dave Grohl. Ooh. And we were playing a festival overseas, and Foo Fighters were headlining. Yep. And if anyone knows Cedar, Sean is a huge Nirvana fan and mm. uh, just in awe to meet Dave Grohl the first time. Mm. So I had a few drinks in me, was feeling pretty loose, yep. and... Uh, uh, and was pretty excited to see Dave Grohl at the, at the side of the stage. They had already performed, and Sean and I kind of walked over. He introduced himself, and I gave Grohl a big hug. And Sean kind of leaned it to me and went, "Do you know Dave?" Or something like, "No, I just met him for the first time. I'm just super excited and you know feeling very relaxed." Anyway, we proceeded to talk. He was he was very gracious, but I'm. I'm hammered, and we take a picture, and I've got that picture, and my eyes are wide open, and my mouth's open, and just out of control. So fast forward several years later, uh, I have a friend at an airport who's talking uh, to me, and it's like, Dave Grohl's standing next to me at the airport. Oh, yeah, well, you should go up and talk to him. He goes, well, I don't know what to say. I go, well, tell him that you know me, and uh, you know, ask you maybe just break the ice. Go, have you heard of a band called Seether? Have you ever toured with Seether? or played with him or anything. So he goes over and he's like, uh, Mr. Grohl, my name's such and such. And, and, uh, you've maybe played with a band called Seether before a friend of mine's the drummer. He goes, Oh yeah, I've met Seether before, but the last time I met that drummer, he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So Dave Grohl. So now I'm infamous for, for Mr. Grohl. Now he remembers me. Oh, he's great. And he was a little, little drunk. <laughs> or a lot drunk <laughs> oh wow so that it, you you can't erase a first impression like that that's for sure oh. no no wow well it's been an absolute honor chatting to you today john but we'll leave it with one more i mean i could talk all day but we'll leave it with one okay. more so to all the fans listening and especially to australian fans what would you like to say to them just to thank you for the many years of support and standing by us uh, all these years. And uh, certainly after this year, I will never, not that I ever took it for granted, but I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, a lot of gratitude and thankfulness for, for the many years of support. And I look forward to the time when everything can return to normal. We can uh, get on a plane and, and, and come see every, our fans in Australia and, and, and perform again. Definitely. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much, John. It has been an absolute joy. Thank you very much. No worries. And don't forget, people, to check out Kenai for Concerts on all your favourite socials and sign up to our e-newsletter at kenaiforconcerts.com. And, of course, follow Seether on all of their social medias.